This Irish man stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, America. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This, of course, is the show where you come for the accent, but you stay for the principles. And for the second week in a row, ladies and gentlemen, for the second week in a row, I'm in the Blaze Studios recording this great podcast. And I want to start today with some breaking news, which is exciting, which is something that should be celebrated around the land. It's breaking here. OSHA has suspended implementation and enforcement of Biden's unconstitutional, yes it is unconstitutional, vax mandate for private sector employees pending the outcome of litigation. It's amazing what can happen when you start acting and you stop looking to the government to solve your problems. Kudos to people like Ben Shapiro on The Real Daily, uh, the Daily Wire and other people who got involved in the lawsuits. Kudos to all the states who stepped up. And as much as I would love to talk about this topic, as much as I'd love to delve deep into it, Today we need to talk about something else because this is the second part of a two-part special. We started it last week. I spoke to you about the battle plan to save America. But today I want to talk to you about the battle plan for your life. Because, quite honestly, some of you you in America need a bit of a wake-up call. Because you have reverted back to your norm in your actions. Before I tell you what I would suggest you start thinking about doing in your life. And today I'm going to give you a load of solutions and I'm going to highlight a lot of things. And they will. some of them will be apt for some of you and others won't be apt for any of you. But understand the principles that's inside them. So what is the basic principle that we're going to talk about today? How you should live your life. You see, there are many different philosophical differences. You know, we always get into the political ones. The left versus right, you know, freedom versus tyranny. Ultimately, the other philosophy is a battle of whether you want to be independent or you want to be dependent on someone else. You see, the greatness of America was you're an independent person. You have an independent relationship with your government. You have an independent relationship with your fellow citizens. But you also have an independent relationship with God. You're not part of a collective. You're independent. You, yes, you can change the world. Other people would say no. You need to be dependent. You need other people to solve the world's problems. That you need to be dependent on others to feed you, to clothe you, to look after you. You need government to be the nanny states. Just sit down, lie down, and be oppressed, and say nothing, and just let governments deal with all the problems. How did that work out for the rest of the world? Heck, how is that working out in America in 2021? You see, the funny thing that I talk about, I talk a lot about American exceptionalism and why the stories of America need to be told. But the vast majority of your stories are all based on biblical principles. This story, this philosophy is boiled down in the Bible. You can give a man a fish, and sure, he'll eat for a day. Or you can teach him how to fish, and he lives forever. Which is the philosophy you want to start living by? How do you get to a point where you're truly free? But understand this. If you believe in freedom, how can you be truly free and prosperous if you're dependent on someone else? Today I want to talk to you about your financial independence. And I want to make the link between a problem that we have in society right now and how we're acting. So one of the questions I've got on this tour as I'm speaking about is, John, give me some hope. 
Give me some solutions. You know, you're always, as my fiance is, is really loving to call me now, I'm Mary frickin' Pompins. I'm, I'm the positive guy. What we're facing right now is unprecedented. Why do you have hope? Because they're telling you who they are. They're literally not hiding it anymore. I'm doing this show at The Blaze for seven years, but I'm speaking it a lot longer. And when I would warn against tyranny under, let's say, Barack Obama, I would have to say, well, if you listen to this speech and you link it to this press conference and you link it to this policy and you link it to this agenda, you see the bigger picture. You clearly understand what's happening. And I'd get dismissed in some circles. Oh, John, you're just a conspiracy theorist. You're one of those Glenn Beck people. No, this is true. And by the way, a lot of what we predicted has actually happened. But today I don't need to link it and link speeches and link, you know, to theories and to policies and to all link everything together to make the case. If people ask me today, well, I hear you warning about Davos and, you know, the Great Reset. You know, that sounds like a conspiracy theory. No, it's not. Go to the World Economic Forum's website. Heck, to show you how confident they are, they're not just saying these things in policies. They're making propaganda videos. And I want to focus in on one of them. Because this is what I'm here to highlight today. Some of your actions, but also to say that you can change this if you change your actions. What is the one thing I want to highlight to you today? If you have been listening to this show for, I don't know, feels like six or seven months now, as long as I've been talking about the Great Reset. Maybe it's shorter, maybe it's longer. It feels like a long time. I said to you, one of their goals where they're literally telling you who they are is you will own nothing and you will be happy. Why am I highlighting this? Because this is such an easy policy. It gives me hope. Because I want you to think of the, the mega typical AOC supporter. Not a conservative. Not someone who listens to me or you. Not someone who likes Glenn Beck. Someone who loves AOC. And then say to them, hey, you know the person you support, you know all the policies she's supporting and the, the world she wants to create? In that world, you own nothing and you'll be happy. Hey, do you like your iPhone? Do you like tweeting on your iPhone about how evil the capitalist society is? You like doing that? Yeah, well then you should be against the Great Reset. But how does that happen? You see, a lot of people don't seem to want to join the dots today. They always want to look to government doing things. How does the Great Reset happen? How does it come to, you will own nothing and be happy about it? Will it be some, some government policy? Yes. It will be a collection of government policies, but it will also be each and every one of you acting in a certain way. And this is where America needs to understand some blunt, cold, hard mathematics and economic facts. What are those facts? You are not financially independent as a nation. I've spoken about this at length over the years. Today, your debt is nearly $28.9 trillion. And most conservatives would go, oh my God, how horrific this is. Look at how much it's grown since the year 2000 when it was $5.6 trillion. About how Washington is out of control, how DC always spends like drunken liberals. But let's talk about the American people today, not government. Let's talk about you. You see, you as a nation have a combined debt as individuals, consumer-led debt, of $14.67 trillion, which is averaging out at $90,500 per person. 
How can you be a sovereign, independent person when you owe nearly $91,000 per person? And in case you're thinking, well, that seems low. I've got a mortgage for like $300,000, or I'm sure George Clooney has a mortgage for like a million dollars maybe, or $2 million on his estate. That seems low. That's per person. So if you're a typical, you know, use the old typical analogy of you're a wife and a kid, you've got a wife and a husband and 2.4 kids, or three kids, or whatever the average is in 2021, that household is five people. That's $450,000. Is that sustainable to you? But that seems like a big, grandiose number. Let's delve deeper into the story. First one, car loans. Do you remember the great economic crash in 2007? Remember when the Lehman Brothers collapsed? Do you know how many cars loans were 90 days in arrears in 2007? It's 5.7 million loans. 5.7 million car loans were 90 days in arrears in 2007. What is that number today? 8%, which is 8 million loans. And about 6 million loans are 30 days in arrears. What happens when you have that scenario? You see, what happens is, here's a frightening stat for you. For every 2.4 cars that are sold in America, one of them will be repossessed. One of them will be repossessed. What happens when that happens? It's repossessed by the bank. And what happens when the bank repossesses your car? It's an asset, goes on their asset sheet, and then they need to sell it or pass it on. How do you get to a point where you own nothing and you'll be happy? You just literally need to borrow and borrow and borrow because you'll never own that car. In fact, one out of every 2.4 cars will be repossessed. You will own nothing and be happy. It's not just a government program. It's your actions as a consumer. Just to put this into context, the amount of total debt on car loans alone in America, when you add it all up, is $1.4 trillion. Again, let me bring you back to 2008 time. In 2010, your debt on car loans was $705 billion. It has doubled in 10 years. But just to really highlight how much debt you have just on cars, it's $1.4 trillion. If you made that the GDP, you would be the 13th biggest country in the world. You would be bigger than Australia. Does this seem financially sound to you? Does this understand or understate how important the situation is? Next loans. House. Well, everyone needs a house, John. What's the problem? The problem is, despite your houses constantly going up in value, your mortgages are falling into arrears. 1.5 million mortgages right here today in America are 90 days in arrears. How do you get to a point where you own nothing and be happy? Because the government will take it. But they won't take it through a government program. They'll take it because they're business through public-private partnerships. And your bank will repossess your home. And then because the bank can't hold on to assets that size that long, they will sell it to a venture capitalist firm or a vulture fund, and they will hold them. And you have companies right now in your country, the likes of BlackRock, who are literally buying up every bad asset that they can get their hands on and holding on to it and growing it on their asset sheet because they have such a massive portfolio, they can afford to do it. 
you will own nothing and be happy. Why? Yes, because the government is involved, but also because the government, with public-private partnerships, owns everything. Not true government, but true public-private partnerships. Well, this is where I want to finish up on the financial side of things. Credit card debt. Of all the debt that's really bad to have, credit cards is one of the worst. Why? Because right now, you have cheap money, quote-unquote. You can get mortgages for, what, 2 3 4%. You can get a car loan for something similar, but just slightly more. It might be 5 or 6 Some people may pay 10%. What's usually the interest rate on a credit card? 18 19 20 25%? It's really hard to get out of credit card debt. Despite all the problems in your country right now, with problems with supply chains, with problems with the economy, problems with not people finding jobs, problem with lack of opportunities, quote-unquote, because that's one of the issues I've had this year. People are telling me there's no opportunities in America. It's the biggest lie I've ever heard, but it's a narrative that's selling well. You have $1 trillion in credit card debt. If I put that in terms of GDP... You would be the 17th biggest country ahead of Turkey, a country I travel to, to get legally into this nation. That shows you how much debt is in your country. And you think it's getting up, going up or going down? No. Because the numbers are out from the second and third quarter of this year. Americans added $17 billion of credit card debt in the second quarter and then again in the third quarter. These are pretty all-time high numbers. What do you think is going to happen in quarter four? Usually what happens is quarter four is the best month for debt. Why? Because the holidays are here. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year. Spending will go up. But it won't be go, go up because we have more money. It will go up through debt. This is the first principle I want you to think about. How do you get to a point where you own nothing and be happy? In some ways, you already do own nothing and you're happy. The bank owns your car, the bank owns your house, the bank owns your credit, and these big banks are not your friends. But here's the hope, and I'll come back to the second problem in a minute. The hope comes from, if you just change your behavior, you don't get to the point of the Great Reset. The power is in your hands. problem about being dependent is this and stick with me as i go through these because at the end in the last segment i'm going to give you some solutions i'm going to give you the game plan for getting your life in order and so not every solution i give you will be apt for you but i would ask you to think of them and share them with your family and friends second thing same principle do you want to be independent or do you want to be dependent Look at the amount of government that you have in your country. Look at the amount of influence your government has. We all look for government programs. You have a website called benefits.gov. Well, that sounds all nice and dandy, right? Benefits.gov, I bet that's awesome. Well, if you go to benefits.gov, you will see a little 
tagline at the top, benefits. You're pat to government benefits. You can get disaster relief. You can get healthcare and medical assistance. You can get financial assistance. You can get loans. You can get EBT. You can get part of the SNAP program. You can get unemployment insurance. All these resources. Because, quote-unquote, the narrative is, we need to invest in our people. We need to make an investment. What is happening to your government programs? Are they growing or are they getting smaller? Look at how many people are on some type of government program. And I want to be crystal clear. When I talk about this, I don't want to talk about the people who are needing a bit of help, short-term help. That's a debate and a philosophical debate for another day. Let's just take it for granted that if you're going through a hard time and you lose your business, you're entitled to some type of benefit because you've paid tax into a system. And you just need, you know, a bit of money to tide you over till you find a new job. Or let's say a hurricane happens. Let's just take them all for granted. They, we can debate their merits another time, but let's just take for granted there is some type of ceiling. Is your government benefits growing or shrinking? Look at all the benefits you're talking about now. I saw this debate happening with the, the Build Back Better. Everything was always classed as infrastructure. Broadband. Childcare. You're seeing all these benefits. We need government to do more and more and more. Let's just take that one of them for a second. Broadband. Who will out-innovate who? Will it be government or will it be private business? Who will get high-speed broadband to the American people quicker? Government or private business? By the way, what's frustrating is some of the debates when, it, when government is involved, especially about broadband and you know communication devices, you're always talking when, when it's government involved as old-school 1990s, 2000s mentality. You know one of the things I love about Elon Musk? And I know people don't like when I like because I like Elon Musk. I don't agree with his politics, but I love the guy in the sense of he just wants to solve problems. You know, I'm a guy, I'm a typical macho guy in the sense of, you know, if someone comes to me and says, you know what I'm going to do? Traffic in LA is a big problem. I'm going to build and dig a big hole. Sorry, there's something really cool about that. You know, there's something really cool. Or, hey, there's this problem in society. I'm really worried about IT and... I worry we're going to blow the planet up. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to build all these ships and we're going to go to colonize Mars. Again, this guy could be the biggest liberal or I don't know how much I would agree with him. I don't know if I'd even like to hang out with him. But there is something ultimately really cool about him. Okay? My opinion. You can disagree with that. That's fine. You're wrong, but you can disagree. You know, it's still America. I joke. But he's talking now about creating these satellites, low-orbit satellites, where we don't have to go through the traditional means of communication on cell phones. That in this, if it works, there will be low-orbit satellites, you will have low-orbit satellite phones, and there will be no dead zones. We don't need the current technology, we're going to create new technology. That is the idea that's amazing. So who on, in broadband should be given the responsibility? Is it people in government? who are taxing you and wasting your money, or should it be something called the profit motive? Second thing, childcare. They want to get you into the system as early as possible. Is that a good idea? Or does that only ever lead to problems? Third policy I've seen, and I don't know whether this is a new thing, 
But one of the things I've noticed on this tour is when I have some downtime, and admittedly, there's not a lot of downtime, it usually happens about 11 o'clock at night when I get back to the hotel after events, I'll switch on the telly. And I don't watch stuff. I don't get to watch much TV. So I generally watch, like, um, full disclosure, I've been watching a lot of Friends lately because when I get back to the hotel at 11 o'clock, it's on Nickelodeon, which is ironic. The uh, Friends should not be on Nickelodeon, but that's a whole different story. But I have it on. I'm not actively watching it. I just want something in the background that I know that I'm not really going to be need to think about. It's just kind of background noise. And it's just, I want something that I don't have to think about. I watch a lot of friends. I watch during the day. If I have a few hours free or an hour free working, I'll put on something like the Big Bang Theory or, you know, Young Sheldon or something. Just something simple and easy and just something fun. But there's ads during all of them. And I'm horrified at the amount of Medicaid ads and Medicare ads that I see. Sign up. You have option A and option B, but there's no option C. Sign up and you get all the benefits from option A and option B, but you also get these new benefits. You get dental, you get eye, you get this, you get that. Why am I scared about this? Why am I warning this as being independent? You saw what's happening at the start of this show as I spoke about. OSHA. You, if you're part of a company and have a hundred employees, you must get the vaccine. They want to make you dependent on them. And you see, problem is, when you understand progressivism, you know these people are smart. They always start with people the biggest. They always start with the millionaires and billionaires. And they think everyone goes, well, I, I'm not a millionaire and I'm not a billionaire. It doesn't affect me. Hey, I, I'm not part of a company that has 100 employees. I'm just a little sole trader, an independent business guy. It doesn't really affect me. And then you get it closer. It'll be 50 employees. It'll be 20 employees. It'll be 10 employees. It'll be any employees. To everyone, where it gets to a point where they're literally practicing in parts of Europe right now. I think it's Austria. If you're not vaccinated, you cannot leave your house. You're giving the government power. And you're signing up for it. How you're giving them power it's not true elections, it's true taking your money that they're printing in your name as a benefit, as an entitlement. How many people are on Medicare right now? How many people are on some type of government assistance? By the way, this is not all about the poor. One of the tipping moments that I found really sad in your country happened in 2016 when Senator Ted Cruz was running for president. He went up to Iowa this is a real tipping point for me. It was like, we need to change the narrative because our narratives aren't working. And he went to Iowa to a conservative meeting and said, you know, if I was president, I wouldn't have ethanol subsidies. And he was booed out of the arena. We all like government. We all justify government when it's done the way we like it. The question isn't whether government is done the way we like it or not. The question needs to start being is, should government do it at all? Because right now, you're seeing tyranny on the march. You're seeing people come after your rights. What do they want you to do? They want you to submit. They want you to believe the narrative that they will solve the great problems, not you, not Elon Musk, not businesses. They. It's they in the sense of government who you elect, but also they in the sense of government that you don't elect. You don't get to elect Elon Musk, or not Elon Musk, sorry, Jeff Bezos, who's at COP26. You don't get to elect all these big banks getting involved with ESG scores. You don't get to vote for them. You don't get to vote them out of office. You just get to be stuck with them. That's what's happening. But you have a power by changing your actions. 
by understanding the debates. Do you want to be dependent on business? Or do you want to be dependent on government? Do you want to be dependent on a politician? Do you even do you want to be dependent on Trump? Or do you want to look for something bigger? Do you want to be independent of all of them? How do you do that? Game plan is in the next segment. the game plan i've made the case of you're so dependent on other people you're seeing the groundworks of how you'll own nothing and be happy in many ways you already are so what are the solutions over the holidays and i hate saying that term but over thanksgiving and over christmas i would ask you to take some time out and not with a Mary Poppins mindset, but with a critical eye. Look at every aspect of your life. Look at it. And look at it hard. And say, am I helping them change our world? Or am I stopping them changing the world? We just spoke about government, so let's start there. I am not one of those conservatives, libertarians who says, if you're on government handouts, you're a bum and you're lazy and, you know, you're a problem in society. I'm not going to make that argument. I don't believe it. I believe some people are taking advantage of a system and we may debate that number. But there are some people who need a safety net. If you're on some type of government assistance, whether it's farm subsidies, whether it's economic subsidies, whether it's Medicare or Medicaid, sit down with those you love and those you trust and go, how can I get off? I don't want government controlling me. And I just want to focus in on one of these policies. If you're on any type of government-run healthcare, find a way to get off of it. Because they're not going to stop controlling you. They are going to start telling you exactly how to live. And at what point is your line in the sand? You must get the vaccine. You must get the second vaccine. Or if you live in Israel, you must get not a third vaccine, but a fourth vaccine. At what point do you say no? You're seeing glimpses of it now. But if you don't act, it will be too late to find your line in the sand because you will be complicit and you won't have the ammunition to stand up. Whereas if you can see the tyranny like last year and this year with the mandate and say, hey, I don't like it. It's time to make some changes in my life. Maybe now is the time to start before it's too late. Because here's the spoiler alert, because I can say this because I live under socialized medicine. It won't stop with a mandate if you think this and listen to what i've just said and say well this is all about covid i don't have a problem with the vaccine what you just said to me john is irrelevant it won't stop there it never ever does but to those who are pushing back and going oh that's just a conspiracy theory you're just one of those right-wing crazies really challenge for you if you think that point to any time in history any time and any country and show me where government started eroding your rights and stopped it just said it was going to do something and then stopped there and never advanced the ball hey remember 15 days to slow the spread did that work out very well for everyone or are we still there by the way in europe they're bringing back in restrictions 
If you're on any type of government handout, try and get off it. You still have time. It might take a month. It might take six months. Heck, it might take several years. But find a way to get off of it. Second solution. Get out of the banks. You're literally seeing them with their propaganda and they're saying in open parts of society they want one federal bank. The person who's running for the comptroller is saying this. You want one bank. We want government to side everything. But also, because you know who the businesses are, you know there are five people sitting on the Federal Reserve. It's clear who those five people are. They're the five big banks. Get your money out of there now. Get involved in a local bank and ask them, Hey, I have all this money. I, I want to get my paycheck in here. I want to pay these direct debits. I want to give you business. Are you part of the Great Reset? Are you doing ESG scores? Will you have a score beside my name? If they say yes, run. And find a business that won't do that. Or better yet, if you have a credit union, go to them. That's literally local, that focuses in on your area. Third solution, start doing business, and I spoke about this briefly last week, with people that you trust, with people that think the same as you. Stop giving money to big AT&T companies. Go to people like my, my uh, Patriot Mobile. I'm not, they're not a sponsor of this show, but they're a sponsor of the Blaze. Go check them out. You have the power, start using it. If you're in debt, start coming up with a plan of, you know what we need to do? We need to start getting out of debt. We're not going to spend like drunken liberals this Christmas. We're going to actually start paying down our debt. Get to a point where you're not having a credit card hanging over your neck. Because money is cheap right now. Even though your interest rates are historic lows. That won't always be the case. It might take a month, it might take six months, it might take a year. Interest rates are going up. You can't constantly keep printing this amount of money and have money this cheap. What's going to happen? Interest rates are going to start coming up. And you're starting to feel the pinch right now where gas prices are $3 a gallon. Can you imagine if interest rates go up by 1%? Can you imagine the loan payment, the car payment, the credit card payment impact on that? Get out of debt. Have a hard look at how much money you owe and how much money you can afford to pay. And if you can stop buying stuff, and yes, this will be uncomfortable. I know you want to live. But if it's a case of, you know what, we normally spend, you know, $30 going to the cinema every Friday. Maybe it's a case for the next six months you don't go to the cinema. You pay that $30 off your credit card and make a $30 payment above your minimum payment. Start working to get out of debt so that you're not responsible to anyone, that you're not dependent on them to continuously look after you. And get to a point where you actually own stuff. And then when you own stuff, never, ever, ever give it up. Next thing. Start having conversations with your family about what's important in life. This may be the most controversial one I say, and it shouldn't be. It's Christmas time. Many people are going to give Christmas presents to their loved ones. I'm not going to be Scrooge here and say, well, what are you? The way you're talking, John, you don't want me to give presents to people? I'm not Scrooge. 
But actually start looking about presents you do give. Start looking around what you're going to give. Are you going to give your wife or husband, you know, a ring or a piece of jewelry? That'd be nice. Or would it be better to give them something more meaningful, like, oh, I don't know, my Patriot supply? Or maybe a box of ammo? I know that's a dangerous thing to say to right-wingers, because you all seem to have this disease that's really contagious. It affects 100% of conservatives, I know, where you get ammo or you get a gun and you see water and you let them fall into the lake. I know that's really bad and it's a bad problem in your country. But how about giving someone ammo for Christmas? Or how about give them, giving them paying off some of their debt? Son or daughter. Hey, you know you have some debt. Here's $100 or $200. Pay off a credit card. Or pay it off for them. How about that? Start thinking about gifts for people, but that are practical. Next solution. Start looking around your house and talking to your family and friends about having a backup food supply. Everything that you need. By the way, in case you're thinking, this is all well and good coming from the Irish boy... The Irish boy is going to be living in America, please God, in 2022. The Irish boy, do you think the Irish boy has had these conversations with Tanya? Do you think I've sat Tanya down or do you think I'm just preaching this and telling you all what to do? Or can you actually visualize me with Tanya having this conversation? Because spoiler alert, I did, and we're having these conversations now, and I'm actually acting on them. One of the things we did last weekend was we went to Atwood's. And I think we bought 10 crates of water at $2.50 a piece. Why? Because water is a valuable resource and water's running out in some places. Water, you go to Walmart, you don't see as much water as you used to, right? Well, John went and bought 24 bottles in a, in a, in a pallet or in a case or whatever y'all call it over here. We call it different things. For $2.50, John bought 10 of them. I'm not running out of water. What else did John and Tanya do a couple of weeks ago? John went to Atwoods and actually found ammo for her gun. And we bought bullets. Now, full disclosure, we, you know, even the Irish boy got the conservative disease of, we don't live near a lake, but it's, ama it's amazing. I held the ammo for a minute. She's like, here, hold this. And they just fell into water and they disappeared and we don't have them anymore. But, you know, it'll happen. But buy some ammo. Just be more careful than I was with it. But start thinking about things you need. Water. Salt. Why am I saying salt a second? Because remember last winter when you were in Texas and Oklahoma, especially people down south, remember that big storm and knocked everything out? You need to start thinking as a prepper, start thinking about, well, if we don't have electricity, how do we cure stuff? Salt. Start thinking about other things that you need around the house. What are apt for you? Something that you can install. Get like tins of tuna. Get my Patriot supply. Get all these different things that you need. But also start thinking like a business person. Start thinking about what can you trade if all hell breaks loose, and hopefully it doesn't, what do you need? What else do you need? Alcohol. Why do you need alcohol? Because you might need to clean a wound. You might need to do a small surgery. Alcohol sterilizes stuff. But also think of it from the point of view of what will people need? Alcohol. Cigarettes. Anything that you can trade that's in small quantities that you can say, hey, I need something from you. I need a, a cup of sugar. And there's no money. There's no cash. There's no electricity, so you can't trade Bitcoin. What do you do? Well, we trade. You give me a cup of sugar, I'll give you a cup of vodka. Or half a cup of vodka or a shot of vodka. 
it'll be a business up to your business acumen how good of a negotiator you are but think of life things like things that you can buy and think of things that last for a very long time if you have the money start thinking about another conversation me and tanya had about buying a harvest right machine and freezing goods these are all things you need to start thinking about because i see a lot of hope in your country but I'm also not a fool. I see a great revival starting. I see that flicker of a flame starting to happen. But here's the thing. There's a supply chain issue. There's an inflation issue. There's an economic issue. There's also these wonderful policies by your president where to solve the supply chain crisis, one of the policies they're doing, and all the ports love this amazingly, that there's a $200 fine per container per day. I'm sure that's going to make the price of everything really go down and back to normal. Why am I saying this? Bad times might happen. We're also coming close to winter. And if this winter is really harsh and really brutal, we're going to have problems. You have the power. All these things I said to you, I'm not expecting you to do them overnight. I'm not expecting you to go, well, John said on the podcast on Saturday, and I had to get all my life in order by Monday. No. I believe we have more time than we think we do, but less time than we need. I do believe that. I believe you have time to start preparing and start making inroads into your life to making it better. Become more financially independent. Become more government independent and become more of a steward and of a servant of other people. Because here's the biggest solution, bigger than probably everything else I've said. Get to know your neighbor. Get to know your community. Get to know your local sheriff. Some of you have already done this. I've spoken about this for a long time. But you need to start building up a relationship, especially if the power goes out this winter. You're going to have to maybe depend on your neighbors, especially if there's a big snowstorm and you can't get out. You might need them or they might need you. Put the politics aside. Put your personal feelings aside saying, hey, you need that and we're here for you. And hopefully you feel the same way about us. But think of everything as saying everything you need. Even if it's something like you need access to, you know, a, a generator, a backup generator. Just start thinking about everything you need and start putting together a plan. Because here's the thing, and I'll leave you with this message of hope. We are facing a major crisis. I'm not Mary Poppins. I'm not the person who's saying, ah, everything's going to be awesome. Remember that song for the Lego movie? Everything is awesome when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome. Not that guy. I'm the guy on the hill saying, bad stuff is about to happen. The Great Reset, COP26, Agenda 2030, government control, vaccine mandates, all these bad things. I don't sugarcoat it. I say, bad things are happening and bad times are coming, but you can solve them if you address your problems and you start looking for solutions and you start willing to sacrifice because now is the time to sacrifice now is the time to sacrifice some pleasures some pleasures like going out to eat all the time some pleasures like going to the movies some, some pleasures like giving your wife a fancy piece of jewelry giving your kids some fancy present. Now's the time to sacrifice that and think of more practical gifts that they will appreciate and enjoy in the long term. Now's the time to make some sacrifices and pay down your debt. Now's the time to make some sacrifices and instead of buying that extra big bar of candy or the big bag of candy, maybe you buy a big crate of water or a bottle of alcohol to save or a couple of packs of salt or something else, whatever you need. 
now is the time to make some sacrifices because trust me when I say this if you do don't think of what you're going to miss out now just think of your future self looking back on your time and what you do right now saying thank you for doing it and he here's the thing all the decisions I just said moving your money from the banks reducing your debt buying stuff to preserve like salt water and alcohol let's say i'm completely wrong about everything i just said and no bad time comes and it's the most mildest wonderful winter we have ever had in a long time is there anything i said to you that's pointless is there anything going to go off is there is there going to be any cost to you financially nope they will still all be good it's time to start thinking it's time to start acting and start having these conversations with everyone you care about and start making the case to get financially prepared. But also understand, going right back to where we started, this is a philosophical battle. Do you want to be dependent on someone else or do you want to be independent and live a life of meaning? America has always said, no, we are not dependent on government. We are not dependent on business. We are not dependent on anyone else. We are an independent, sovereign individual being. Let us reawaken that American spirit and let us work together to make America the best comeback story since Jesus Christ. In case I don't talk to you beforehand, I want to wish each and every one of you a beautiful and blessed Thanksgiving. I am so excited to be here. My first ever Thanksgiving and I get to spend it with my fiance and her family. I am so excited. Have a beautiful one. Enjoy time with your family. Yes, socially distance. Yes, wear a mask. Yes, don't have more than 20 people in your house or whatever Anthony Fauci said. I'm only joking. Don't do that. Who cares what Anthony Fauci has to say? We have this thing in America called freedom. Start embracing it. But if I don't talk to you before Thanksgiving, I want to thank you because Thanksgiving is all about being thankful. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. Thank you for inviting me into your home, into your life into your ears, into your gym, wherever you listen to this podcast. You all listen in many different crazy places, in your car, wherever it is. Thank you. Thank you for your support on this tour. When you listen to the show, my tour will be over. And my body is like, oh, thank God. But just because this tour is over does not mean my work ends. I'm all in. I hope you join me. Have a beautiful and blessed Thanksgiving. And remember the secret sauce of America. America is great because Americans are good. America is great because Americans are good. Until next Saturday at 12 noon Eastern, have a beautiful and blessed week, America. Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn. On the Blaze Radio Network. 